This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Fitness Frederick Podcast, where we discuss all things related to health and wellness. We dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that you can actually understand. And it is hosted by yours truly, Dr. Matt Silver, Doctor of Physical Therapy, founder of Alpha Project Physio and Performance. All right, guys, welcome to uh, another episode of the podcast, and uh, this is a pretty cool one. I actually have two guests on on this episode. First, I have uh, Bruce, and so you're- Hi, what, guys. What's your uh, business again, Bruce? Steel Fit. Um, so we focus on being able to help anyone achieve their best. Being their best self. Yeah. I love it. Through. I love it. And then we have Bruce's- uh, friend, uh, Sean, Sean, what's your last name? Last name is Canole. Okay. Sean Canole. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, so what do you, what do you do, Sean? Cause this is uh, when, when Bruce told me about you, I was like, man, I would, this is like a perfect opportunity to have somebody on like yourself. Cause that not a lot of people get to talk about what really what you do. So what, what do you do for a living? Uh, So I, for the past two years, I've been a mental skills and development coach within the Houston Astros organization. Uh, This past season, I was at the AAA level. And if you know anything about baseball, that's one level below the major leagues. So we had guys coming in and out of the major leagues uh, on our team throughout the whole year. We had numerous guys make their major league debut. And my role was a dual role where I would, you know, be on the field, hitting fungos, throwing batting practice, running drills, coaching first base during games, uh, doing film study, all that fun coaching stuff. But in addition to that, too, I also worked on the guy's mental game. Uh, we would have around two mental skills sessions a week. They would be small group. We would go through various different topics. I would try and align it with how our season was going, uh, if we had a tough loss or um, – like a high IQ play, uh, we, w- we would run through a couple of things uh, and touch on some mental skills topics. Um, mental skills is just kind of like the, uh, the way they dance around the word sports psychology uh, at the professional level. So since I am not a uh, licensed practicing uh, psychologist, I had the title of mental skills coach and I was able to have that role because of uh, coaching seven years at the college level and um, I also have a master's in sports psychology. So that helped me get into that dual role position. And yeah, it was an incredible experience. Wow. So basically you're a sports psychologist, but you can't call yourself a psychologist with your mental health expert. Correct. Yeah, it kind of gets into the, uh, the <laughs> nitty gritty, um, I guess the, the uh, formalities of, of what your title can be if you're going to, uh, significantly deal with uh, people's mental side like that. You do have to be a licensed uh, licensed psych uh, psychologist. Wow, 
And you, so you said you worked with a lot of the AAA guys going that were making it to like, that would go to the Astros essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had an amazing opportunity where uh, we had a day off and our, our home field was only 20 minutes without traffic uh, from Minute Maid Park, which is where the Astros play their major league games. We had a day off and the Astros were playing at home. So I uh, messaged a front office and they hooked me up with a ticket to go to the game. So I was really excited to go, just kind of enjoying the game. And um, I look over at the people next to me and their their energy level is really high. They're really excited and they're using all of the players' like first names and last names. And they're like, oh, look, there's so-and-so, there's so-and-so. I turn over to them and I was like, do you know – do you know Ryan Hartman? Do you know who that is? Because like he's he's been on our team this whole year and he just got called up yesterday and he's wearing his full uniform walking out to the bullpen and they're like, "Yes, like that's that's my brother. Uh that's my son. That's that's my son." And it turned out I was sitting with their family. Um so he was coming out of the pen for that game and again, if you know how baseball works, luckily for their family, the Astros went down big, like six nothing in the in the third inning, which means the bullpen's going to get opened up, and he's more likely to come into the game since he's a rookie making his first appearance. So the looks on their faces, seeing their their son complete his journey or go into the next step, rather of what his career was, man, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. It was it was a, a huge testament to how special it was to help somebody get there and to have a small piece of the pie of, of that success. Dude, that is, that's pretty sick. Um, I know Bruce, we're going to talk about like the stuff with like your training and on all the, Mm -hmm. like seeing progress with them. Um, but what are like, what are some things you would typically, um, see with, right? Some things you would typically work with somebody like, yes, I know you work on their mental health, but like, are there certain drills or certain just things you would do with the players to, prep them for the game or I think you said, Hey, we had a pretty bad loss. Like what can we do to fix this? Yeah. And at the professional level, it it does shift a lot more into uh, their individual goals and their individual success. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I mean, that's just the nature of the business. It's the nature of that, that level of, of competition is yeah, you, you got your own contracts that you got to worry about and your, your own statistics you're trying to improve. Um, so it did shift into a little more individual, which is, which is good. It sometimes men- mentally, because then you can have a better understanding of what you control. And once the guy's got a good understanding of what to control and not to worry about the stuff they couldn't control, uh, we would see guys, um, start to worry about their status in the organization coming up to the trade deadline. And, you know, I was in college for, seven years coaching at that level, we're never getting to uh, April or May and having guys walk around the halls like, shoot, what if I get traded to another school? Like that stuff just doesn't happen. So it was, it was a new hurdle to jump through as a coach to see what they're, what they're dealing with in terms of, you know, the politics of the sport and how they would have to pick everything up and and move with their families. So uh, helping them understand like, Hey, you don't control a lot of that stuff that that shouldn't affect your play today. Focus only on the controllables. Um, and then one of the biggest, uh, strategies or, or techniques that I thought is the most important. And I think this really stretches into the health and wellness industry too, is just basic mindfulness, having a really, really strong ability to be in the present moment, 
to understand your distractions, to recognize your intrusive thoughts. Once, once the guys would buy into mindfulness training a couple times a week, uh, and there's various ways to do it. We can get into those uh, later on in the podcast, but you could you could see a huge difference for those guys who could uh, focus on their breathing and stay in the present moment and control their thoughts a lot better and their their arousal levels too. It, I mean, it sounds like emotional control of being able to control your emotions. And I'm curious what you think. Something that that I've done more on the business side is something called stoicism of. Right. I think how you, you yeah. talked about controlling what you can control and mm-hmm. what you can't control, right? Like it, there's no point worrying about it. I mean, is that, it sounds like you're using kind of parts of stoicism and, and, and kind of mixing it with some other things. Is that like, tell me about kind of what you're doing with it. Yeah. Uh, controlling your emotions was huge at that level. Um, because, and, and for me, like I'm, I'm a big sleep guy. I love learning about sleep research and how much it recovers, how much it helps you recover. And yeah, I love, you know, taking advantage of a morning where you can sleep in and really recover and and feel the effects of that. But then you also notice how that influences your mentality. Uh, For example, like pre-workout versus post-workout, you're going to have different thoughts. Your, your mind changes with your, with your body, with that mind body connection. If, if your body's feeling tired, it's going to influence your mind. And we would see that on uh, road trips. We had two, uh, destinations that were at elevation this year. So we were in El Paso and Albuquerque, which were uh, 3,000 and 5,000 uh, feet above sea level, respectively. Uh, and you could see how that would influence the guys' mentalities. They would kind of come into that first day of the series. We would play six games out in each place. And you could see they, they were starting to drag a little bit mentally with their energy. And you could tell guys would start to get a little bit more emotional. Um, and I read an amazing book recently on sleep. It's called Why We Sleep uh, by Matthew Walker. And he gave all of these really easy to remember tidbits about uh, sleep and recovery and how it influences your psychology. But he said the, uh, the amygdala, the emotional centers of your brain are 60% more active towards the end of the day when you're starting to get tired. So having that awareness of like, oh, once I start to get tired, like, my emotions are going to be a little bit more of a roller coaster. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be mad all the time. Like you can have those those big uh, peaks of of being really happy, but then you might have a sharp drop uh, if something else comes up. So yeah, there's there's that awareness of being like, hey, once I get tired, like I might start to get more emotional in this game. Baseball can be uh, a two, three, even four hour game, and and towards the end of the game, you might be making different decisions because your emotions are. Um, going on the roller coaster and you're dealing with that fatigue that's so cool <laughs> that, yeah that's new one for me that, it's that, awesome that blew my mind that, that was new to me so yeah 60 percent more active you yeah i mean we talk about hangry it's, it's almost like slangry <laughs> i don't know you're like <laughs> you're sleeping you're angry it, it just it goes hand in hand but once you have that awareness again the the awareness of your mental side is 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 huge it's always step one for me is is being able to to look inward and see what your thinking patterns are, challenge your beliefs or strengthen your beliefs, and uh, it, it really influences how how the world gets filtered into what you see is going on. Man, that is that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's a wild takeaway. So, and I mean, I dig into a lot of the um, some of the mindset stuff based habitually more on setting things up so they're easier to do, but. 
That's a good piece. You said the movie, the books, uh, Why We Sleep. Yeah, Why We Sleep. So good. Just bl- it blew my mind on different sleep facts. And the guy is hilarious too. So it's a fun read. I recommend it to to anybody who's interested in um, you know self help or sleep research or even just psychology, general psychology. If you can entertain me and teach me at the same time, I'm down. I, I'm down. Well, what are, what were some negative effects that he said in that book? Like if you didn't, like if you're like, hey, I sleep in four hours a night. Like, what are some negative effects of a lack of sleep, especially if it's consistent? Yeah, it is. It is across the board. There are no benefits to having little sleep. <laughs> Absolutely no benefits. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wow. every single system goes downhill when you are running low on sleep or being sleep deprived. Um, and I mean, it's an interesting fact is it can be a little bit dark, but, um, I think it was either the UN or the United States government. They officially stated that you cannot use sleep deprivation as a interrogation strategy. So I, I guess, you know, back during the cold war or other wartime eras where they would, uh, bring in someone to interrogate them or, you know, God forbid, torture them, some, something worse in, in other countries, they would use sleep, sleep deprivation as a tactic because you could see how much it, it takes a toll on somebody's uh, physical and mental state that um, it, the, some, some, of the, some of the decrements that they would get from not sleeping enough would, would turn into some lasting effects that, that couldn't be overturned. So it would be considered inhumane. It was. It's inhumane. It's not good. So don't do it to yourself either. <laughs> what, what were What were some of the last effects? I'm just curious. Do you know Do you know any off the top of your head? Um, off the top of my head, I think I read this during COVID too. So they might slowly come to me as as I'm thinking of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean your 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 ability to uh, rationalize, uh, your your ability to handle your emotions. Um, your, your body's ability to recover physically, like everything, everything takes a hit when you're, when you're getting less than six hours of sleep. And I'm sure you guys felt this way too, but when we were growing up, like people who slept were lazy. There's a stigma on, you know, sleeping and resting that it's, it's not, it doesn't fit the American hardworking dream. And we've all kind of had to deal with that. Like, you know, my dad always gives me a hard time if I, if I wake up past, you know, 9 a.m. or something. You're like, hey, you know, just, I'm just recovering. I lifted a lot this week. I wanted to take care of my body. And, and sometimes we get caught up with, um, you know, staying away from recovering, staying away from sleeping too much because of that perception that, um, you know, society has put on us for, for being a hardworking individual. It, it, it says, you know, hey, you can't sleep that much. You can't be sleeping a lot. That's, you got to be up working, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll rest when I'm dead type of stuff. And he, he challenges all those challenges, all those beliefs. And he's like, well, you're, you know, you're going to hurt your life expectancy. It's going to cut it down. If, if you're not getting enough sleep, that was, that was another one where it was like your life expectancy becomes shorter. If you're consistently depriving yourself of sleep. I'd like to live long. I don't know about you, Bruce, but you want to live longer? <laughs> you know, I want to get 85, at least 85. Is that the goal? That's what we're looking for. That's a good number. 85 to the fullest. Mm-hmm. 85, 100%. <laughs> I think it was 70. 
74 or 72. Was that the other guy's the average for men? It's probably, I, I think women live longer, mm-hmm. but I think I'm pretty sure it's like 72. So if I, if I beat that, happy. I <laughs> think as a national average, we're starting to, to backslide and go in reverse. So I think you're right. I think it's like we, we were going up for a while and now it's starting to, mm-hmm. starting to backslide. It plateaued and now, yeah, hey, it could be uh, tied to the whole hustle lifestyle. Like if you're not up and working your main job and then a side job and then a side hustle, it's it's like there's extra judgment. Yeah, what do you think? yeah for sure. So mean? I got a question for you guys too. Is there any way that you uh, track, record, uh, keep an eye on you, your sleep quality? You know, I honestly with because my business is about a year old, um, I know it's important. Some nights I'm like, I'm just going to have to get five hours tonight. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I know there's whoop. I've heard a lot of good things about yes. whoop, of mm-hmm. tracking it. Um, part of me wants to try it. I mean, have you, I mean, what, do you, what have you done, Bruce? Have you done anything? Uh, man, so I have run the full <laughs> gambit. Uh, nice. Years ago, and Fitbit was pretty good. That was okay. Um, I did whoop for probably like six months. Mm-hmm. Um their old device, so I had like the 2.0 Whoop, wasn't that great. They're about to come out with the 4.0. I think that'll be pretty good. Nice. Um, then I have a, the Apple Watch that tracks everything. Not particularly great at tracking sleep, <laughs> which uh, it's a downside. It really needs to charge. Yeah, battery life. I've, I've heard that about Apple Watch, Apple Watch users. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, my best improvement has just been – going to bed at the same time as often as possible. Mm-hmm. That's good. Same good time. Consistency. Mm-hmm. So what is And this is something I've, I've recently started doing with patients and I've, because I've just noticed getting right, working with somebody, ow, I have shoulder pain, working on whatever the cause of that shoulder pain is. Sleep is something I've been neglecting to ask. And now I'm starting to do it and I'm finding, especially with, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people that just, are a little more higher income and can right they're like they have the expendable income mm-hmm. so they have a job like they're a lawyer or they're right they have a business mm-hmm. and they're they work really hard and something i've noticed is they're not getting enough sleep I mean, it doesn't have yeah. to be you have a lot of money you don't get a lot of sleep just i think most people kind of have that hustle uh aspect sean kind of what you were talking about they're like ah like my dad great example he was a correctional officer for like i don't know 25 years if that is your job, you're like, I'm going to work all the overtime I can because I get, you know, time and a half. Mm. And then you're just a zombie when you're home yeah. and you're trying to hang out with, you know, my dad was, he was a great dad, but there was many times he snapped at me for like no reason. I'm like, why, yeah. you, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, is he, is he had no sleep. He's been sleep <laughs> and he had, yeah. Work. And you can see the nature of the industries too, that we work in. I mean, it's incentivized. You get paid more to sleep less. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're getting reinforcement for, you know, performing that behavior that that's hurting you in the long run, but gives you the the short term gain. I mean, it's a lot of credit too. Like that's like supporting the family. Like that's that's amazing to try and pull that type of stuff off, and it's an incredible sacrifice. But yeah, it 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 can really hurt on it. It can really put a hurting on you. And uh, a lot of people sleep on how important sleep is. It <laughs> was always something whenever I was training too, because I I have some personal training experience. And that's how Bruce and I met. We were coworkers at, at One Life Fitness in Frederick. Uh, but that was something I would always check in with my clients almost every workout. 
because then it would just give me a gauge of how hard I could push them that day. Like, hey, how'd you sleep last night? How'd, how'd you recover over the last couple of days since our last workout? Oh, feeling great, feeling great. I feel good, nice and refreshed. You're like, oh, we're going to get after it today. Good, I'm getting 110% out of you. Or, no, I was up all up all night with the kids, like really wasn't able to do it. My back sore from the way I slept. Then you can kind of modify the workout for what you're going to do that day to have the the most appropriate output for, for what they can actually perform. Do you, did you, would group, is it track? Is it heart rate variability? Is that what, is that a good measure of it? Yeah. Heart rate variability, uh, I think is a, is an awesome, awesome metric to keep an eye on. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of great research, even just, uh, your waking heart rate variability with how you handle stress. Uh, so that's, that's a great thing that, that comes out of the, uh, the whoop bands and I forget what the rings are called. I know a lot of the uh, NBA players are wearing those rings as well, but to be able to get that type of data really shows how your body responds to stress. And if your body's responding to stress, well, then your mentality is going to respond to that stress as well too. But I've been using the Fitbit for two years and it is a healthy addiction waking up every morning and being like, what I get, what I get. It gives you like a score out of a hundred I think my highest is like a 94 and I was just like, yes, that was awesome. That was such a great night's sleep. You get to see a rough estimate of how much REM sleep you got, how much deep sleep, uh, light sleep, and how many times you're awake throughout the night. And you can tell if, if you had a night where you're outside of your sleep schedule, uh, you get a different score. If you, if you uh, have any alcohol that night, you can see how it influences the amount of REM sleep you have since alcohol is a, a REM inhibitor. And then you can also see the rebound the next night with how much REM sleep you're getting uh, without the presence of alcohol. So it, it's been incredibly informative for me. Um, I'm not too sure how uh, reliable and valid the measurements are, but at least it gives me something. And a lot of times it's lined up with, man, I feel really refreshed. Let me check my score. Yeah, I got a really good sleep score. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel great. I got a 94. <laughs> that yeah. makes a lot of sense. And, mm -hmm. and just so people that are listening know, like we're not like we're not sponsored by Whoop or Fitbit. Um, I wish I wish we were. <laughs> I wish we were because I think they're great companies. But you know, this is just right. Really having you both, you guys on, I knew this topic would be something cool that most people, you know, most working people never get to talk about unless they like work with you, Bruce, or they work with you, Sean. Again, you're working with more professional athletes. But yeah, not a lot of people mm -hmm. get to learn the benefit of a Whoop or of a whoop, of the whatever it is of a whoop the whoop or a fitbit um but yeah most people i don't think realize the benefit of that and that's something i think i'm gonna because i just have my i don't know if my garmin tracks it um do you know if do garmin's track uh sleep or anything like that i think they do i think my brother has one too but i haven't heard the uh the type of output that you get from it so i'm not sure that'd be another good one to research we got to look into Garmin's. Um, have you heard anything else yeah, that, that tracks sleep, Bruce? Ooh, um, so it's becoming the the cool thing about about all these industries and companies is they're seeing that people definitely need this stuff, and there's there's health inclined individuals like us and a lot of our clients and people we work with. Mm. So they're trying to shove it in everything they possibly can. Um, you can use your phone to track your sleep with different apps, just leaving it on your pillow next to you. Um, I don't know how you want to deal with the EMF, but that's, that's, up to, that's a different podcast. 
Um, uh, Amazon has the Amazon Halo that just came out and they're testing, which seems to be okay. I tried it for a month. I tossed it. Um, <laughs> it wasn't but, worth it. Yeah, it's like Amazon's not going to sponsor me. I'm not worried about that one. So there are so many devices that they're adding now. And then the newer mattresses are coming out with sleep tracking as well. Oh, sweet. So like you toss yeah. and turn and they pick that up. They go through. So um, I think it's sleep number that connects your bed to the app and your bed will track your body temperature, your sleep time, your, uh, your movement through the night, everything. So especially if you think about the next five, next 10 years, sleep track is going to be in whatever device you already have. It's going to track your sleep for you and, and give you some numbers. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. So my mattress is going to, have an app to it. <laughs> Who would have thought your mattress is going to be connected to an app? It's, well, it's so <laughs> wild. They go through, your your bed gets connected to the Wi-Fi, and now it is it is a, a technological piece of your life that will tell you how good or not good you're doing. Everything, everything. I mean, what's next after that? A shower that lets you know how, how good your shower was after, <laughs> on the app afterwards? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Brush it tells you how how well you brushed your teeth. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, tech is tech is they they are definitely conscious that their consumers need to be able to stay alive to buy stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that vicious cycle. The, will hopefully, the, keep re- us the going. one reason that they, they they want us healthy is to make more money from us. Hey, yeah, which is fine. Which we win anyway because we we stay healthier and live longer. Yeah, it's um, a win-win. It's capitalism, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, Sean, we talked a lot about the sleep health and kind of what you do. But actually, really quick, what are some things that, you know, just the average, right? Because because me and Bruce, we work with a lot of people that are active, mm-hmm. right? Just people that want to stay active and really just you know, not turn 70 years old and, and be crippled, right? Be able to take care of themselves on their own. What are some things the average person can do uh, listening to this? Right, the average active person say, hey, what can I do, whether I run distance runner or work with a trainer or CrossFit athlete, what can I do to mentally right, improve not just my ability to work out, but just my life in general? What are some things you'd recommend? Shoot, man, here's three real quick. I would say uh, the power of positivity, uh, gratitude daily, uh, and mindfulness practice. I think those are three professional level uh, strategies and techniques that the everyday person can use at work, working out, hanging out with friends, um, stopped at a red light. Like any, any time you have, um, an opportunity to work on those three areas, it's going to help your mentality so much. Um, also my undergrad thesis was actually on, um, uh, optimism and pessimism and their effects on recovery. And there was, it was amazing to see all of the, all of the research supporting the facts that optimistic people recover better and the amount of cortisol that's released when you're pessimistic and, you know, down in the dumps and uh, struggling with something mentally, the, the amount of cortisol that's released and how much that uh, influences your recovery levels with fighting disease, uh, fighting sore muscles. Uh, it was, it, it blew my mind. It was such a great thing to learn about as I was going into my coaching career. I was like, wow, you are, 
your levels of positivity directly affect how well your body can recover and, and how your immune system functions. I'm sure we've all had those, those days where you, um, you know, you're just having a rough day, rough couple string of, of days or something like that. And, and then you come up with a head cold the next morning. And that gives you a, a good indication of like, oh, shoot, you know, when you're when you're mentally struggling with something, your immune system responds to that as well. And it's not able to fight off, uh, you know, some of the simple tasks that it's it's used to performing. But yeah, uh, gratitude, I think that that's another big one, because uh, there's been a lot of research that supports uh the optimism that comes out of that, the, uh, the ability to see the great things in life, uh, to sit back and say, you know, what are three things that I'm really grateful for today? And it, it comes from the, the professional level because a lot of those guys, they, they wouldn't think about it all the time, but everyone knew, Hey, this could be your last game ever, whether it's because of your, your contract, whether it's because of the politics in the organization, uh, or if it, it's because of a, a season-ending injury that could happen tonight. Like everyone was always keeping that in the back of their mind as more of a positive motivation and, and bringing up those, those feelings of gratitude because it was like, hey, this could, be, this could be my last workout. Why not kill it today? And it gives you that sense of like, let me appreciate everything I have today, all the equipment, all of the support from coaches, all of the support from other people I'm here working out with. That is, it's really, really easy to do. It sounds cheesy sometimes, but it's really important to, to step back and, and, uh, collect the, the thoughts that you're really grateful for. Uh, and then, yeah, the last tip was mindfulness. There's so many different ways to be mindful, but that ability to, uh, really quiet things down, uh, sit down in a quiet space and focus on just one thing at a time, just focus on your breathing. Uh, it, it helps you with avoiding those distractions, uh, eliminating and recognizing intrusive thoughts, and just helps your focus so so much more than than any other type of training that I've seen. And it's great just because you can you can perform mindfulness training anywhere. That's pretty cool. So awesome. one more time, what were they again? Just the three. It was positivity, mindfulness. What was the third one? Gratitude. Gratitude, me. Daily gratitude. That is something I struggle with where I'm like, you know, go, 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 keep making progress. These for my distance running days of just, <laughs> just trying to run faster and faster. But actually, mm-hmm. look, I just had an episode last week on this, looking back and looking at what you did like for the past year and saying, hey, what am I grateful for this year? Um, mm-hmm. Especially with COVID, hey, I, you know, having a family and, you know, having a fiance and stuff like that. Like looking back and saying, what am I grateful for? Because it's, it's great to, you know, push and, and hustle, but all you do is hustle. I don't think that's a very fun life. You always <laughs> want more. Yeah. You always want more and you're mm-hmm. going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, John, I, this was, I, I'm so glad that Bruce, uh, you know, asked if you want to be on, I was like, dude, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I, I learned a lot from this. Um, this you, okay, you do learn anything, Bruce? <laughs> oh yeah. And so like, we need to, we need to grab coffee more often. Yeah, for sure. Any other time you guys want me to hop on, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. There's there's so many other topics we got to get into too. So yeah, there's there's some stones unturned. But yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it, Matt. Well, thanks again, Sean, uh, for coming on. And if you guys want to learn more about what Sean does and reach out to him, uh, you can check out his Instagram. It is uh, Sean Connolly. 
Um, he has uh, his, uh, his MS, uh, his, his degrees at the end of his name, but Sean Connolly on, uh, on Instagram. If you guys really want to get in touch with him or have any problems, feel free, reach out to me. Um, totally fine. But uh, again, thanks for coming on, Sean, and we will catch you guys next time. Hey, wait a minute, guys. I just want to say thanks for listening to the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And if you want to get more involved in the conversation of your health, your wellness, how to have longevity later in life, take care of your aches and pains and learn how to do this on your own, that sounds cool to you. Uh, Check us out at Alpha Project Physio uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And also check us out at alphaprojectphysio.com. Right. If you're interested in actually talking to somebody about these problems completely free, we do free phone consultations all the time. Uh, so if you want to do that, go to alphaprojectphysio.com. You can click uh, talk to a doctor today, or talk to somebody today. And uh, guys, on these calls, it's not we're not trying to sell you something. The goal is to really find out what you have going on and help you out. Right? If that's with us, great. If it's with somebody else, that's fine. So if you're interested in that, guys, please check us out at alphaprojectphysio.com. And I'll catch you next time.